Hello and welcome to Kingdom Leaders Connect, the podcast. I am your host, Shonda Joy Howerton, and I am thrilled to be here with you on today. We have a super duper special guest that I cannot wait to bring on. But in the meantime, if you are new to Kingdom Leaders Podcast and you're watching us live on YouTube, Hey, while you're there, go ahead and subscribe and follow, right? If you are watching us in Kingdom Leaders Connect, the Facebook group, go ahead and leave your comment. We can't wait to see you. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you like, follow, and share the podcast. So I am going to get out of the way. I've been anticipating this interview for quite some time. I tell you, favor ain't fair, y'all. That's all I got to say. Favor is not fair. I am so honored to have Kubi Springer, who I am going to bring on in just a minute. One thing that I want to do is allow her to introduce herself. Listen, she's the bomb.com. I am just grateful that she thought enough of me to come on to our podcast on today. So here she is, Kubi. Come on up. Let us add you in. There you are. Hello, my darling. Hello. Thank you for having me. What a beautiful little intro. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things I really don't like is when the uh, podcast host tells everything about, about you and then they say, hey, introduce yourself. I'm like, uh, you've already done it, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I could, I want to tell the people how I met you, but then I would love for you to share with them what you do. What does it mean to be a brand strategist? All that good stuff. Is that all right? Absolutely. Yay. So listen, (laughs) I like connecting with people. That's why we are what kingdom leaders connect, because that is what we're called to do is connect. And so we have a very dear friend, a mutual friend who happened, but we know that nothing just happens, right? (laughs) She happens to be at your home and I was able to meet you online. I'm in Virginia in in the United States. You're over there in the UK. And it was just an instant connection. I felt like I found a sister, honey. We just talking (laughs) and carrying on. And from that moment, you've been so encouraging. And little did I know all that you do and who, I mean, I had no idea, but that's what I love when you get to genuinely meet people for who they are and you're not chasing after a title or you're trying to rub shoulders with somebody because of what they can do for you. It's just a authentic connection. And so Mm. I am grateful for that kingdom connection. Absolutely. So now that I've said all of that, (laughs) I I promise you, I'm probably one of the biggest fans. I'm so excited to have you on. So Kubi Springer, would you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Absolutely. First of all, I'll say that you're so right. I mean, we just connected. We were chit-chatting as girlfriends. We were laughing, joking. And I think that ultimately business is about relationships and genuine relationships and that's what I think happened that night it just fostered a a global little sisterhood Um, and then afterwards you work out that who are you and what do you do and how can we support each other but I think initially authentic connection is imperative so I'm with you girl I'm with you that said who am I and what do I do um so I'm a brand consultant Uh, I've been in brand marketing since 1996, before Instagram, Snapchat, before TikTok and even Google girl, I was doing this thing. And um, I love it. I actually started my career very much in entertainment. Um, I worked with um, MTV Europe uh, as an intern. But before I worked with MTV, my very first internship was with Essence Music Festival. 
when I was 17 years old. Um, wow. I had gone to America. Why? I'd gone to America to do Camp America. Uh, to teach dance because my backstory is that I'm a dancer. Uh, for those of y'all who want to Google me, I used to dance with the Spice Girls, etc. And um, yeah, and I was injured on tour and that was the end of my career when I was 17. And I went out to the States to do Camp America, to teach dance on Camp America, met a boy, as you do. Mm, <laughs> yes, like, yes. Oh, yeah, funny, too fast. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm going to New Orleans. I'm going to be doing Essence internship. And I was like, I'm coming. Uh, and so I jumped on the Greyhound uh, from New York with all the druggies and the crack addicts and found myself in, um, in New Orleans. And at that point, what I didn't realize was the significance of mm. what I was doing, because mm. I met a young Jay-Z. I met a very young Destiny's Child, a young Diddy. Um, Luther Vandross was on the bill, right? Mm. And what had happened was... I went and did this internship. I loved it. Met another British girl, black British girl. And at the time she was working for Bad Boy. And she mm. said, come back to New York with me and get an internship uh, with Bad Boy Records. Now I have strict Caribbean parents. So they were like, no, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. If you're going to do this, come home and study it first. So I came back to the UK. I did my undergrad in marketing and PR with a specialism in entertainment, marketing and PR. And then I went back out to the States and I got an internship with Blue Flame, which at the time was Puffy's marketing agency. Okay. And he was launching Sean John Cloven line on Fifth Avenue. Mm. And it was iconic because it was, you know, he was on Fifth Avenue next to Tiffany's. He had done the iconic billboard campaign in Times Square. And there I was, this 21-year-old from England, all Ooh. up in the mix. <laughs> Just all up in the mix. And um, wow. off the back of working with Puff, um, I ended up meeting Justin Timberlake in LA. Justin was looking for somebody to work with him and his choreographers, Eddie Morales and Marty Cataloki, as mm. part of the European leg of the Justified tour. Mm. And that just spiraled. After working with Justin, I worked with Mariah's European tour, all in the capacity of brand marketing. Then I got the call from Nike to do something called Nike Midnight Madness, where they were combining music mm. and board. And then when I was 26, I got one of the biggest breaks of my career, which was to be the head of marketing for a company called the Mobo Awards. And the Mobo here is the equivalent of the BET Awards. Okay. Right? So it was broadcasted on the BBC. You're talking you know, three, four million people that watch it, primetime TV. I was 26 years old and I was mm. running the entire marketing team. Mm. Mm. That gives I'm, me chills. I'm telling you, I was a baby. I had no business. <laughs> I secured 1.6 million pounds from Mobos. So it really set me, my, my, my benchmark as being somebody who understood how to commercialize brands. Mm -hmm. I met Beyonce again, met her team. Now she was left Destiny's Child. She was doing um, the beginnings of her Beyonce career. Yeah. And I ended up introducing Beyonce's camp to L'Oreal because L'Oreal was sponsoring the category that Beyonce was nominated for. And that ended up being the Because You're Worth It campaign that we all know about. Kobe. Mm. Okay, I've got chills. I'm getting ready to cry. I feel, listen, it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. So that's one of the things that we're so big on here with Kingdom Leaders Connect is talking about positioning in life. Mm 
I, my company is positioned with a purpose and that name is so important to me. And even as I continue to mature and grow, it becomes even more significant. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, we see what we want in life and we try to position ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And we try to meet the right people, not knowing that what God has for us is for us. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, sis. Every every moment in my career that has been a catalyst moment has been at the corridor of crisis. Mm. And so often, and I, I talk about this in my new book, Crisis Made My Brand. So often, the very crossroad that we're at in a crisis moment, we don't realize that God is positioning us mm -hmm. to choose the opportunity of greatness. Mm. So when I rewind that little bit of my career that I just told you about, let's unpick this. I went to America in the first place at the age of 17 going on 18 to teach at Camp America because I had an injury as a professional dancer. Right? It was a crisis. And I thought I was just going to America to run away from my pain of not being able to do big tours anymore. But in that crisis moment, he positioned me at essence. Yes. Now, fast forward, I finish my degree. I go out to America to work for Puffy. I get there the day before 9-11. Mm. Since before the second tower hit, the year was September 2001. Yes. Crisis. Yeah. And so I often say to people, when you look at people like me with our glossy careers, ask the question, what was the crisis you had to go through to get there? Mm, mm, because mm. Christ is in the crisis, which mm. is if we choose Christ in the crisis, we propel to greater heights. Woo, this is, listen, this is Kubi Springer, you guys. This is an award-winning brand strategist, international, amazing, amazing. I love that. If you find Christ in the crisis, my goodness, mm -hmm. I often say your yes is taking me places. My yes is taking me places. Your yes is taking you places. Your yes. What are you saying yes to? Yes to God. It's taking mm -hmm. you places that you don't even know even mm -hmm. exist because mm -hmm. the 17 year old you had no idea no. that no. 26, no. is it 26 years later, 25 years. Yeah, 25. And, and I'll give you another one. You know, I, I yes. talk about this so much in this season because I am celebrating 25 years and my portfolio looks phenomenal. And people are always wondering, like, how did you do it? What was the what, mm -hmm. what were the things? And the thing, the catalyst was the crossroad of crisis. Yeah. I'll give you another one. Hmm. When I had, so the first 10 years of my career was very entertainment, right? I was with Puffy, Justin, then I did Mariah, I did Mobos, I did Beyonce. After Beyonce, I did the Sex and the City movie. It was all kind of very celebrity entertainment heavy. Amazing. I got to uh, 32 years old, mm -hmm. working with one of the biggest media platforms, black media platforms in this country. But they were funded by the church, mm. okay? Which okay. was amazing. I was like, this is good. I was newly baptized. I was like, I'm loving this, Jesus. This is amazing. Then I found myself pregnant mm. with one of the presenters, not married. Okay. And I was released from the contract. By this point, I had my own TV show and I was running the brand team. And so I was too visible for the ethos of what this organization was about. And so they let me go. 
Mm. Now, I don't want to go into the nitty gritty because there's legal frameworks around it, but let me put it like this. Absolutely. I won. Okay. <laughs> let me just put it like this, okay? That part. Right. But in that moment, four months pregnant, mm. it was a crisis. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, who's going to hire me at mm. four months pregnant? Remember, I, I, I'm a freelance consultant at this point. I didn't have my business at this point. I was completely yes. freelance. And I was like, who's going to hire me? And I mm -hmm. thought, well, nobody. So you're going to have to create your own company. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. that's what's going to have to happen here. And Sheeple's Brands was birthed because mm. I was at a crisis moment, four months pregnant, and I needed to go international to get yeah. a contract. And the only way they would say yes is if I had a business, an LTD, a registered company. Mm. So pregnant, fired, but it birthed. She built brands, which is now an award-winning agency here in the UK. I now have a column on Harper's Bazaar. I employ 11 people globally. We work with clients like Aston Martin and Rolls-Royce, all because of the crisis. Ooh, I, I think we want to say thank you <laughs> for the crisis, right? Thank you for the trouble. And that's one thing, you know, we don't understand. We can't understand the magnitude of how that crisis is going to catapult us into a different place. But the desire uh, that I have for those that are listening, that are entrepreneurs already who are in their niche or who are aspiring, right, to create their own companies, be in ministry and in the marketplace is don't give up in the hard place. The hard place is not the time to give up. There is greatness on the other side. You just got to keep pressing to get to the other side. Amen. Oh my goodness. And so we're talking about positioning, how all of those crises really pushed you into your purpose. And that is the essence of the podcast, understanding that it is a journey. There are some people who don't go through anything, but those are not my listeners. <laughs> That's not who I am, right? I mean, the podcast was birthed out of, out of the, in the pandemic, in the pandemic, not being able to have a voice in certain places, but knowing that this is not all that God has for me. And so creating something, I don't know where this is taking me, but I'm grateful to be on this journey with God and to meet amazing people like yourself. And so one of the things that you mentioned is finding Christ in the crises. Hello, mm -hmm. say yes, right? And allowing yourself to be positioned and learning to pivot. Because yeah. what if you had held so tightly to the 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 notion of it's got to be done this way? You could have missed all of this. Correct. And, and I would say two things piggybacking on, on what you have said. Mm -hmm. One is that I encourage people to not be so keen to leave the fire. Mm. Because as we discover from the Hebrew boys, it is in the fire that the Ooh. character is built of a person, mm -hmm. right? It is yeah. in the crisis that you discover Christ, but you also discover your character. You discover mm -hmm. 
not just what you want to do, but who you need to be in order to achieve it. And yes. so many times people are in such a hurry to get out the crisis. We are praying to God to move us out the crisis. Let's take this global pandemic that we find ourselves in. Yes. Everybody wants to move to the, to the promised land. But before you get to the promised land, before you can get a Red Sea moment, sis, you need to know what's in your hand today. You need to allow God to work with you today in the same way that Moses got curious when he saw the burning fire. You have to get curious as to say, what's going on with my burning fire? How is Jesus in the fire? Because until you get curious, you cannot get the answers. Mm, 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 mm. And if you don't get the answers, you don't know how to walk into purpose. Yes. So often we go from, I have a um, an idea to, I'm in purpose. I have a vision to, I'm in assignment. But it doesn't work like that, as we discover when the people are in the wilderness. There That's is right. a process that we have to go through in the crisis. And That's I really right. want to encourage people to really own, this is good. It's not a bad thing. Because mm -hmm. my iron is being sharpened for yes. me to be effective. Yes. Oh, I heard refining. This it's a re those are refining moments. Completely. They are refining moments. I love that. And as we're speaking to entrepreneurs, marketplace entrepreneurs, as well as even persons in the church that are leveling up, right? One of the things that I heard you say, and I want to make sure we touch on that, is as we're being refined, yes. It's okay for our businesses to go through a process as well, because where we started the vision, as you continue to have journeys and as you continue on the journey with God, he begins to shift some things, right? Your mindset shifts, right. you get exposed to amazing people who can give you direction that you didn't even think was possible. And so you may begin to evolve your business, may begin to shift a little bit. And that's okay because you said you started out in the entertainment industry, right? Correct. And then you've kind of shifted a little bit. Is that true? Is that you've right. kind of shifted? I started in entertainment uh, branding. Uh, I, I then as I grew, I, I always say my clients grew with me. So mm -hmm. then I found myself in fashion. Uh, and now where we find ourselves is luxury brand marketing. So absolutely you shift. But I, I want to say two things on this. When it pertains to your business, mm -hmm. the data must drive the decisions, not the emotions. Okay. And we find this in the book of Esther. Mm. And I like to teach business through the Bible because when I look at the Bible, I just see pure strategy. That's all I see. Absolutely. I love it. When we look at the book of Esther, Esther goes from an orphan to a queen, right? She is building mm -hmm. her personal brand. Okay. Yes, she yes. goes from an orphan mm. to a queen. But the mm. ability to reposition herself and be effective with assignment, which was to save her people, the data needed to be gathered. We see in the book of Esther that she met with the king three times and she okay. met with the enemy three times. Why? To gather the data because the data creates the decisions. It's the same principle in your business. Mm. Come if on. you are not analyzing the data, if you're not looking at your metrics, if you're not looking at your sales invoices, if you're not looking at your customers' buying habits, if you're not looking at your revenue growth, if you're not looking at your cost of your customer acquisitions, if you're not looking at the data, how can you make the decisions to pivot or to consolidate or to move forward? Mm. And so often, particularly people who are believers, 
we love faith and we love to pray, mm-hmm. but we forget mm-hmm. the verse that says faith without works is dead. All right. So yes, let's pray. Yes, let's have the faith. But the works in business is analyzing the data, mm-hmm. data-wise decisions. Mm-hmm. That's not emotions. That's really good. And that is that's so pivotal. That is very pivotal in your business because how do you know that the content that you're producing is what's needed? And that's why, you know, you spend a lot of time and I'm I'm going to raise my own hand, right? Spend a lot of time um, creating content that's not connecting. But mm-hmm. even that is a process. But absolutely looking at the numbers, looking at the data and understanding, even if it's not, here's the thing. A lot of time it's not, it may not be what you want. Mm. It may not be what you want, but it's what they need. Thank you. Yes. We are in the position of solving problems. Mm -hmm. The business is not about you. It is never about you. A, A business by definition is about solving problems. If we think about, let's take a a, a uh, non-kingdom business. Let's take L'Oreal. The reason why L'Oreal tell us because you're worth it is because they know we wake up in the morning as women and we don't always feel worth it. Mm. So they tell us the problem is your self-identity. The solution is the makeup. Mm -hmm. What solution? Every business. The reason why Facebook has been able to uh, be so successful over the years is because as human human beings, we lack connectivity. Problem, lack of connectivity. Solution, Facebook. You can find all your friends from back in the day. Yes. Every business is in the business of solving problems. Mm. It is never about you. Never about you. You know... I just want, we, we taught on our, I taught on this morning, spiritual gifts. And that was one of the things that we talked about is understanding you are not the one you are given the power, but you didn't create the power. Amen. And so you are being used as a vessel to do God's work. And even when you move from ministry to marketplace, or if you, you know, you're creating a company, what, whatever you're doing, you are the vessel. And so understanding that it takes the pressure off of you to perform right in a certain way, because really you're being used. And so is your business. Your business is the solution that somebody has been praying for. God wants to use you to deliver the solution, but ultimately to point him, point everybody back to him, right? Come on here. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. So if your business. Can I add to that? Yeah, Uh, sure. So often when we're in an environment that we're in now, when we're in this um, crossroads of opportunity, Mm -hmm. there might be some people who are listening and they think, I want to start a business, but I don't know what I want to do. I know I've got some gifts and talents, but I'm not quite sure what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. Or there might be some people who are in business and the business isn't working and you're thinking, how do I pivot? Where do I pivot to? Mm-hmm. My simple answer is always this. Whatever frustrates you the most in the world is usually the very thing you are called to solve. Mm-hmm. What frustrates you doesn't necessarily frustrate me. So one of my biggest frustrations is that women and particularly women of color globally, Mm -hmm. we are never shown and seen and recognized for our brilliance in the marketplace at the top tier of the boardrooms. Mm -hmm. It's my pain. And so therefore it is my problem to solve. All right. 
And so I always say to people, if you have found as an example that maybe you were molested as a child, well, maybe therefore you are the solution and your business is the vehicle to support other people who have gone through what you've gone through. Absolutely. Your pain is your tribe's pain because Mm -hmm. you are the person who carries the burden of it. And therefore you are the person called to be the solution of it. I love it. How often we forget that. And we think as believers that ministry and marketplace are separate things and yet they are interchangeable. Absolutely. 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 Even when, when you say it like that, if you think about, you know, the whole purpose of the church is to what? To go out. Absolutely. Where are we going out? Outside the church? Where's the marketplace? Outside the church? I don't even know. When you you look at what Jesus did, right? Mm -hmm. When Jesus found Paul and Peter and they were out about their business, he interrupted their business. He wasn't Mm. in the synagogue trying to interrupt the business. He was out there. (laughs) And said, you guys need to stop what you're doing because God has got another plan for you. That Mm. is our responsibility as believers is to be in the business of solving problems in the marketplace and being a representation of what Christ looks like during the process. Mm, That part, what Christ looks like now, that's a whole bit now talking about branding. Let's, Mm -hmm. you know, what Christ looks like, what does he look like to you? He walks in love. He Mm -hmm. walks in peace. He walks in compassion. So, you know, when we talk about branding in your business and, and making sure that even the persons, in my opinion, that are connected to your brand, connected to your business, exude those characteristics because they speak on behalf of you and your brand, even when you're not there. Correct. Correct. Is that okay? Correct. In, in, in branding language, we call it your brand culture. Mm. Right? You need to understand what is my brand culture. Uh, you know, if we, we take a brand, it's broken down into components. You have your mission, you have your vision, you have your values. Your values underpin the culture of the brand. The culture is the intangible thing. Uh, mm-hmm. People often say to me, and they're very kind when they say, Everybody who I meet in your organization, you know, they're just they're just full of wisdom. That's a cultural thing. You know, I say to my team, we have uh, what we call dump Fridays where they have to bring ideas on a Friday and we eat some food and they dump their ideas. Why? Because I want thinkers in the business. When you get Kubi Springer as a consultant, she's a thinker. Mm-hmm. When you get mm-hmm. She Builds Brands as a company, you are getting a company of thinkers. When my yeah. team comes to me and they say, I've got a problem, I say, that's very nice. What is the solution? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So one needs to really identify what is the culture of your brand? Mm-hmm. And if we are believers, then that should be underpinned by what Jesus stands for. Absolutely. You know, Jesus was about reciprocity. So Mm -hmm. why do we not have reciprocity? Jesus was about peace. So when a a supplier or a client doesn't pay you on time, you shouldn't be ready to cast them off because we're carrying the peace Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I am enjoying our conversation on today. This has been such a great conversation. And for those that are just tuning in, this is Kingdom Leaders Connect, the podcast. I am so happy to have Kubi Springer here all the way from UK. In her bio, she says, a London girl. I'm so grateful to have a little piece of London here with us here in the US. It has been just a wonderful conversation. It is so great to connect with kingdom leaders in your own right. You're doing the, I like to say, you're doing the doggone thing in mm-hmm. your niche. Absolutely, right? Because, <laughs> you know, over here, we real. Listen, yes, we are professional, but we are also real and we're very transparent. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep it 100. There's no other way to do it. And that's what I love about Jesus. He was transparent. Listen, you know, he turned the tables, he flipped them when he needed to, right? Mm-hmm. And he showed compassion when he needed to. Absolutely. And so, you know, we must be about our father's business. And so you have shared already about your positioning, how life has positioned you to really push you into a purpose that you didn't even know existed for you. I didn't. I didn't. Even down to when I think that life is seasonal, right? Even down to this season that I find myself in, uh, I'm doing so much more Uh, A, globally, but B, in the media space. I have a column, as I mentioned before, in Harper's Bazaar. I have a a digital TV show that's just being launched. Um, Season one is on Comcast in the USA and Verizon, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting to me to see that as, as a believer, that when we just trust the process, And I think so often we want to control the narrative rather than trust in the process. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm a brand strategist and so I'm all about strategic thinking. I'm all about mapping out your next steps. I'm all about the game of chess to life, right? I'm all about all of that. But even within that, you have to trust that the God that created the heaven and the earth has got your back. Yes. Has got your back. And that as long as you keep taking the necessary steps, mm-hmm you will always move forward. And, and, and my book, I talk about the psychology of success, the psychology of success. And, and in biblical terms, the Bible tells us to renew our mind daily. Mm-hmm. The reason why the Bible tells us to renew our, main de- our mind daily is because everything starts and stops in the mind. Yes. It starts and stops in the mind. And so whether that be that for you, you need to analyze what are your cognitive biases? What are the things that are preventing you from leveling up? Or it might be around your self-identity. Mm-hmm. What is it that is your self-image? Your self-image is about the story that plays in our mind. Yes. As believers, we might have what we call a high self-concept. What we believe in is strong. We believe in Jesus. We believe in God. But we might have a low Mm self-image. I I was doing a a speaking engagement the other day, Shanda, at a women's conference here in the UK uh, for one of the biggest mega churches here. And I said to them, I said, if we say that we believe in God and we have Mm -hmm. a high self-concept, how can we possibly have a low self-image? It is a contradiction in and of itself. Because if I say I believe in God and I believe in Jesus, but have a low self-image, then it means I don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Mm. 
right? Because the Holy Spirit is the thing that Jesus left us with to sit on the inside of us, to help us to renew our mind daily, to give mm. us the wisdom of Solomon, to give us the, the courage of Deborah. And so if I say I believe in God, how can I have a low self-image? How can the story that I tell myself be low? Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't really believe. Maybe I believe about the big God, but I don't believe about the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. But yet the Bible tells us when he left us, he left us with that spirit. Yes. And so I really want to encourage anybody who's listening. The Bible tells us to renew our mind daily because this thing called the journey of success is a journey that stops mm-hmm. and starts in the mind. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes. I'm I'm trying to hold my peace and my tongue. You and I are so connected. And that's what I love. Even when I catch your lives on IG, I'm like, is she overhearing what I just said? Like, how is that possible? So last week, just, and that's why I'm like, OMG, just last week, I did a teaching on self, self-love, self-worth, self-confidence, um, self-esteem, self-awareness. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we want to move to the purposes of God. We want to, oh, shut up, coming in the Honda, right? We want all that good stuff, right? We want to roll around on the floor. You know, I'm a little animated, right? We want all that stuff, <laughs> I'm waiting on the Lord to speak to me. We want all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. When you don't know who you are in God, when you don't believe that he didn't create junk, so you can't be junk, right? When you really don't believe that that you're worthy of love, when you don't believe who God created you to be as somebody wonderful, then you really won't be able to receive the promises, Absolutely. Absolutely. That he has for you. And so you can know your giftings. You can know what he wants you to do in business. You can know all of that. But if you don't believe it, if you don't believe and trust the Holy Spirit that's within you to mm-hmm. make you somebody new than what you've always been or what they used to say about you, then mm-hmm. you'll hear what God wants you to do. But faith without works mm-hmm. is dead. And you won't do the work to get to where God is leading you because you won't believe that you are who God says you are. And so I'm just like, "Mm, now this was not planned. (laughs) But those that are listening and there's been, this was not planned, but this is all God. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he needs us to hear it again until we get it. Amen. Amen. And you know, uh, let let me be 100% real about this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, When I got my first publishing deal, you can can see on my wall here, the first book. When I got that deal, I was signed by Bloomsbury Publishing. For those who don't know, same publishing house as uh, J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is a massive publishing deal. Mm-hmm. And they said to me 2019, when I got the deal, that they wanted to put my face on the front cover, okay, for I Am My Brand. And, and back then I had my big old afro. And I was like, mm-mm. I said, nobody's going to buy it. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. Nobody's going to buy it. Why? Because the story that was in my mind was that as a dark-skinned woman, mm-hmm. unless I'm Michelle Obama or Oprah Winfrey, nobody is buying that book. Mm-hmm. That is what we mean by renewing the mind. And I had to sit down and have a good old conversation with Jesus. And he was like, Mm-mm, no, not today. I did mm-hmm. not call you to come this far for you to block yourself mm-hmm. and therefore block the blessing. 
And I am so pleased that I listen to God and the Holy Spirit because the emails and the DMs that I have got, when George Floyd was murdered, the amount of people who said to me they walked into Barnes and Nobles and because they saw a dark-skinned black woman with an afro, they picked up the book. It was a reminder that despite the fact that they are putting their knee on our necks, we can do it. Absolutely. And so often it goes back to this same thing. It ain't about you. That's right. It ain't about you. Okay. <laughs> Woo, you know, you get me hype. Listen, Kubi. <laughs> it's not about you, but it's who God created you to be. What does he say in Jeremiah? Before you were ever created in your mommy's womb, listen, I knew you and had a plan for you. I knew you were going to have the big, beautiful afro. I knew you were going to be special with that pigmentation, honey, like cocoa butter. Listen, I already knew. I already knew what you were going to look like. And it's amazing. Oh, my goodness. It is so amazing to hear you say that. I'm just going back in my mind of a previous coach that I had. And I did not write my book with her. And I want to get to your book that you have just released in just a moment. But I didn't write that book with her. And there's a reason why. No shade to her. It just wasn't the person that I was supposed to work with in that season. But one of the things that she took us through and pointed us out was that unless you are a big celebrity, you should not put your photo on the book. However, I'm a real estate agent along with many other things, right? A Jill of many hats. (laughs) But I got my first real estate transaction because this guy who was moving from one state to another he never, he didn't even know me, but he went on my company's website and saw my picture and said something was different about your photo. And so he chose to work with me out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. And so, you know, God doesn't just use what's on the inside of us. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's your amazing smile. It's mm-hmm. your skin complexion. It may mm-hmm. might be these old big old red glasses. Remember it's Sally? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Sa- what was her name? Sally Jesse Raphael uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, the talk show host. Listen, right. you never know what God will use on you or a part of you to mm-hmm. attract those who need what you have. Mm-hmm. I said the, uh, last week, this is no longer the season of the hermit crab. It's mm-hmm. time to come out of honey. Come out mm-hmm. that shell. Stop mm-hmm. stop peeking out and come boldly. Oh, come on, boldly in the kingdom, yeah. in the marketplace, or wherever God has positioned you, right? right. And you always want to do things in decency and in order. Absolutely. Right. But it's time to stop hiding. Correct. Stop hiding your gifts. Stop hiding your smile. I'm goofy as all no. Mm. Listen, it is what it is. I know how to be professional, but I can't help but to laugh, right? Yeah. I'm not going to hide <laughs> that anymore. It, it will repel those who are not meant for me, but it will draw those who are supposed to be in this space that God has created. Listen, Kuba, you done got me fired up Listen, now. I'm glad I got you fired up, sis, because somebody <laughs> needs this. I will, I will summarize what you have said with a story that I experienced um a few years back i would say maybe about 10 years back when i was um in my early 30s really just starting to do the kind of bigger corporate speaking gigs mm-hmm. and i went and did a gig for deloitte bank do you know deloitte bank no okay so deloitte are and a uh, quintessentially British brand, darling, and they all speak like this. And, you know, it's also delightful. And they are an investment bank and an accountancy firm. And so I was booked to speak. And, and I again, I had my afro. 
And I remember going and it was a sea of uh, white middle-aged men and me and a couple of white women thrown in for good measure. And I remember <clears throat> being there, not very confident in myself uh, and my abilities back then in my 30s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Right? I was at the corner of the stage and I was thinking, what am I doing here? You know, I'm the Justin Timberlake girl. I'm the mm -hmm. Diddy girl. I'm the Beyonce girl. Like, I'm, what am I doing at Deloitte? And I went on the stage teaching on personal branding and leadership, killed it, came off stage and spoke to the person who booked me and said, out of curiosity, why? Why me? Mm. And he said something, Shonda, that mm. changed the game for me. He said, we always book men. They are normally white, middle-aged and educated at Oxford or Cambridge. This year, we wanted something different. Mm. And at that moment, Ooh. I appreciated that your difference is your strength. Yes. It is the quirkiness of you that gives you your strength. It is the Afro that gives you your strength. It is, in my case, the big gap on my teeth that gives me my strength, my yes. superpower. Your superpower that is anointed by God is your difference. That is your strength. Mm -hmm. And the minute we own it and step into it without apology, we will see that we will fly. Absolutely. Woo. Listen, when we talked, we, we taught about self-awareness. It says once you begin to become aware of your strengths, you also become aware of your lesser strengths, but you stop apologizing. You stop apologizing to other people for who you are and who they think you are not. Hello, listen, I love that. I, and it's so amazing because I looked at your cover and I said, I love that. I didn't know it was an Afro, but I was like, I love that big hair. That looks amazing on you. So who knew? Because I met you when you're like, our haircuts are now similar, right? But I, I when I met you, your hair was cut like that. So I was like, Oh, I love that big hair. I, big hair don't care. Hello, somebody. Big hair don't and care. It gives you freedom, right? Yes. It gives you freedom as believers to be exactly who God has called you to be in the marketplace. Yes. And, you know, I often go in and do strategic sessions with organizations about their brands. Mm -hmm. And I say to them, the best sort of company that you want is where you see your employees like jigsaw pieces. When we look at the jigsaw, no piece is the same. We need the different pieces on the jigsaw in order for the picture to be put together effectively. Yeah. I often say to people, if a company has a hundred Harrys or a hundred Peters, then it is a one-sided incomplete jigsaw. We need a couple of Shaquinas and Shaquanas. We need a couple of Shondas and Poobies. We need that. And I'm speaking yes. to corporate Fortune 500 companies, and I'm saying the reason why globally you mm -hmm. are making the mistakes that you are making, Pepsi as an example, Dolce and Gabbana in China recently, the reason you're making the mistakes is because you are lacking the diversity of thought that makes up the jigsaw puzzle. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. I would encourage anybody who is pitching to clients, who is pitching for a new job, to not apologize for your difference and instead right. let them know that they need that difference in the boardroom because your difference is connected to a whole different audience that they currently are not connected with. They Absolutely. need you more than mm. you need them. Mm. 
Say that one more time, Kubi, for the people in the back. Need you more than you need them. People often say to me, Shonda, I sit on the board at the moment of Verve Coco, the champagne brand from France. I sit on the board of their Bold Woman Awards, the biggest award ceremony for women in Europe. And mm. people often say to me, how do I feel walking into these rooms where it's full of non-believers? There's nobody who looks like me. And I say, they need me more than I need them. Yes. Yes. They need me more than I need them. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to ask you to share with our listeners and our audience today about your book. But one of the two things that you reminded me of when I was going through my crises and didn't know it was a crisis until I was in it, right? Mm. Is that one, my breakdown was necessary for my breakthrough. Mm. Yeah. I mm. had, it had to, I had to be broken down. Mm. So God could kind of push me into that next place, which was my breakthrough, right? Right. And in that, I learned that how you show up matters, mm. how you show up matters. If yes. you show up like you're not supposed to be there, they will treat you like you're not supposed to be there. Come on here. But if you show up with strength, boldness and confidence, they have no choice but to respect you and treat you like you're supposed to be there. How yes. you show up matters correct correct oh, and it doesn't and you, matter where you where you show up it's right. how you show up Woo. how you show up it's mm-hmm. how you show up both in terms of your presentation but also how you show up in the content of your expertise mm-hmm. you know so many times as believers in the kingdom we think because we have a gift we don't need to master it into a skill that part Right. And mm-hmm. I would say the gift is the beginning, but the mastery into the skill gives you the confidence to walk into the rooms boldly. Yes. And so I really want to encourage people. I agree mm-hmm. with you. How you show up is how they treat you. And in order to show up authentically, you, mm-hmm. you need to be better, not bitter. Kobe, we got to go because you didn't took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Listen, that was my resolve. I so connect with that. That was my resolve. Lord, help me to come out of this situation better, not bitter. And here's the thing. I'm always going to show up with confidence and adding value, even if they don't reward me, because now I know who I am and what I'm working with. And I'm going to do my doggone thing so well that they're going to miss me when I'm not there. Listen here. I, we got some comments here. Uh, I just wanted to share this says this, uh, this is an amazing conversation. They are enjoying what we are talking about. They said, this sounds good. Wow. Amen. And how you show up matters. They said, say that, come on here. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely matters. Thank you for watching and tuning in. I appreciate you viewing. And for those that are going to view, you are so appreciated. And let's, I pray that a conversation that we've had on today has encouraged our listeners and our viewers all over the world to show up, right? Show up mm-hmm. for yourself, Correct. but walk by faith, but also be willing to do the work. Don't despise. Right. And the work is strategic work. It's not hard work. We ain't in the plantation anymore, everybody. Okay. It's not hard work. It is strategic work. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Strategic. And don't Mm -hmm. be afraid. Let's move out of the mindset that I'm gifted, but let's move into the mindset of how can I master? How can I be the best me 
operating in this gift, in this business that I can be. Why? Because that's going to further position us into areas that we don't even know are available to us, right? right. Correct. God just wants our best and he going to do the rest. You know that you heard Amen. that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you have so spoken to my soul because I am a big believer in branding your excellence and your expertise, mm. right? Not just branding per se, but yes. branding your brilliance. Mm -hmm. And in order to brand your brilliance, in order to brand your mastery, you have to have mastered a thing. Excellent. And I say to people all the time, especially people who look like us, Shonda, mm -hmm. we are gifted and talented in many a thing, but it doesn't mean that we master it all. Yes. And I would encourage people to stop jumping from pillar to post and post to pillar and pillar to post and back again. Just because you can sing doesn't mean you need to master singing. Doesn't okay. mean you need to market yourself as a singer. M master a thing. Be known for a thing. Market a thing. And you know what happens? You get paid the big bucks for that thing. That thing. Everybody who is a multimillionaire, mm -hmm. next to their name, you know them for a thing. Let's break it down. Hussein Bolt, runner. Beyonce, singer, Oprah, presenter, Barack Obama, president, Bill Gates. Like, we could just keep going. Absolutely. Is a multimillionaire, a billionaire, is known for a thing. Now, do they build an empire? Of course. Do they have multiple streams of income? Absolutely. But they have a seed of brilliance that they have mastered and marketed. And once they are known for that, everything else blossoms from the seed. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I'm going to smack my own self on the hand because I think you're talking to me. That's all right. That's what it is to be transparent, right? You can you can take a thing, right? I can take it. I'm going to be better be, because of this conversation. I tell you, that's one of the things that, that's really hard when you do have so many gifts, trying to figure out what is that one thing that you should focus on because you can do so many. And so that's where you go back to God in prayer and you allow, you look at the data. Come on here. Then you go back and you look at the data. What, what do they want from me? What are they constantly showing up for me? And what do they want from me? Right? Correct. And what are they willing to pay for consistently? Because if we're in the business of business, that means we're in the business of coins. Okay. Right? So what are they willing to pay for? And there is a difference between I have a hobby versus I'm a businesswoman. You can mm -hmm. have several hobbies. You join on the weekend. You might write a blog here or there. It's a hobby. But don't call it a business unless you're going to master the art of writing and become a best-selling author and get paid the coins. Okay. Right? We need what? to call it what it is. Mm. Nobody said you can't have hobbies. But if you're in the business of making impact as a believer, you master something, you brand it, and it's the thing that people are willing to pay for because you're solving a problem they need now. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And so speaking about the now, would you please share your newest book with us? I'm so excited. I can't wait to get mine in the mail. Hopefully soon. Can you see it? Yes. It says yes. crisis made my brand. Woo. Yes. How to turn your pain into profit. And on the back, what I did is I wanted to depict two sides of me. Mm. I wanted to pick the boss woman that had turned her pain into profit. And I wanted to, you know, give the sexy realness that there are days where we are in pain and we are in the middle of a crisis or coming out of a crisis. And it is okay. This whole book 
is about showing how over the last 25 years in my career, those crisis moments, as I said earlier on, were really the catalyst of growth and success that took me from this woman in pain to the woman who lives in a seven bedroom house, drives a Range Rover, baby goes to private school, and I do it on my own as a single mother. Okay. Right? So it's imperative for me to write a book at this point in my career that gives you the psychology of success, that gives you the marketing frameworks that you can use during the crisis and is infused with biblical scriptures. I love it. Now, the book is not designed for the kingdom. The book is designed for the world and to put kingdom principles in the marketplace. Oh, without. And I tell you, something so amazing happened. I did a speaking gig, 4,000 people were there on Saturday. And a group of women came up to me who were Muslim. They had their hijab on. And they came up to me and they said, even though we don't believe in your God, mm. we appreciate the fact that as a businesswoman, you are being unafraid to talk about God. I love it. And I, I just want to encourage everybody. Let's mm -hmm. stop being afraid to put Jesus in the center of our products and services. I Let's stop it. taking him out. He is the CEO of our business. He needs to go right back in the center. And as a result, Chanda, we've yeah. already sold nearly 10,000 pounds worth of this book. And it is less than two weeks because mm. I refuse to take Jesus out of this book because Christ is in the crisis. Absolutely. Oh, Whew, I love that. I love that. Listen, I hope that encourages our listeners. If it don't encourage you, you just ain't going to be encouraged. That's just that part, right? <laughs> I don't know how to say it any other way. If you're not encouraged, you're not. This is not your season of encouragement. This is not your season of elevation. This it just it is what it is, right? You just come back and view this again when you're in another season. Because listen, there's no way you could have heard all of the gems dropped and shared by Kubi and not have been encouraged. I tell you, I am so grateful that God allowed us to connect. Mm -hmm. um, even our friend, our mutual friend was in crisis. Mm -hmm. She was with you. Yes. And mm -hmm. so that crisis connected us in a whole nother way. And we have yet to see how far and where this is going, but I'm just glad to, to that you know my name. I'm glad to be in you your <laughs> I am so glad that we have been able to connect. It has been such a blessing. So I want to say thank you so very much for being one of our special guests here on Kingdom Leaders Connect. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So you all stay tuned. I appreciate Kubi for showing up and showing out in such an amazing way. Please make sure that you follow her. If you've been watching the broadcast, we had her banner there. It's shebuildsbrands.com is where you can find her, her book. Everything about her is there. She's an amazing woman of God. You can find her on Instagram as well. And so I just want to give a special shout out real quickly before we get ready to end to our sponsors. Shout out to the joystick. Yes, yes, for all of your social media needs, it allows you to 
stream on multiple platforms at one time. And then shout out to Magic Sense by Jeju. I love it. It's a mother and daughter company. The daughter is still in middle school, honey, but she is doing the doggone thing with her mom. They make amazing sense that lasts for quite some time. So shout out to our sponsors. And so if you're interested in being a sponsor, please make sure you get back with me. Find me on kingdomleadersconnect.com and we'll love to have your sponsorship. And so again, we want to say thank you. A very special thank you to Kubi Springer who came on. Her information again is here. 25 years in the game. And it started when she was 17 because of a crisis. You can't tell me what God cannot do, okay? All he needs is your yes and your willingness to go when he goes, all right? When he says move, you move just like that. All right, and so again, I'm your host, Shonda Joy Howerton. This is Kingdom Leaders Connect, and I'm grateful to have you. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, and for sharing the broadcast. Have an amazing day.